up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. Happy November. Happy Halloween. It has come and gone. I'm Will Brinson. I am your host. This is the CBS Sports Daily NFL Show. Joining us for this uh, Thursday edition, as he does every week, the one, the only, Heath Cummings. What's up, man? It is great to be here. Um, so people know that we record this the day before, so I can't ask you what what you got in the Halloween haul. Um, I did notice that you and Adam Azer on the Fantasy Football Today podcast, which everyone should be subscribing to um, on iTunes. It's you and, and Adam and Jamie and Dave and uh, and Chris Towers goes on there as well. Um, we're having a spat, a little, a little, uh, a little uh, holiday spat. Like Adam, I can see Adam Azer thinking that Halloween is the best holiday of the year. Oh, he he absolutely loves Halloween, and he made a big production out of our podcast today. I think it's the worst holiday of the year. <laughs> it's absolutely awful. Uh, there's no benefit to me at all, and I don't enjoy taking my kid around trick or treating. I only have one left that still does it, and thankfully he's going with his own friend tonight. I don't have to be involved, so I'm thrilled. That's good for you. Yeah, yeah. And I think that there are certain stretches of life where Halloween is awesome. Like Halloween is great when you're uh, six to ten. Yeah. And Halloween is great when you're like eighteen to twenty-five. Um, and after that, in between that, Halloween is, is sort of, well, you know, I guess like like when you're six, like when you're sixteen or seventeen, is Halloween that great? I don't, I don't think so. Like. You don't want to no. dress up. You don't want to be with your parents. Your parents aren't, aren't really going to let you just saunter around the neighborhood collecting candy. I saw in um, uh, where oh in uh, in Apex here in North Carolina, there's actually a law that's like you're not allowed to trick or treat if you're over the age of twelve, and no one is allowed to trick or treat after nine p.m. Now, see, it, it just that's better. Let's just change the nine p.m. <laughs> to ever again, and we'll be set. Uh, what is your favorite candy to get on Halloween? If you had to pick one. Yeah, I'm not a huge candy guy because I feel like I get my enough of my sweets and calories from beer. We we talked we talked about this. I, I've actually yeah. I actually migrated from my chips and stuff to hummus as a result of a awesome. beer suggestion. Yeah, I feel better about my life. I I would I would say probably Reese's peanut butter cups though. Mm, I'm a Reese's Pieces man, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean all those all those candies are delicious. All right, let's get to the football. This is a weird this this is a weird stretch of weeks. Um, in first of all, we had that we're going to talk about the Thursday night game, but this is a an interesting stretch of bye weeks coming up. They're just it seems like a lot of good players are stacked for whatever reason in, in the next for like weeks eight through twelve. It's just like there's like like the Rams and the uh the the Rams. It's like multiple teams have bye weeks like the same bye weeks. It's just a it's a major pain for fantasy owners. Yeah, well, this is the first by NATO with six teams on a bye, and then I think we have another one week eleven. Yes. But then week 12 is the Chiefs and Rams. Chiefs and Rams, that's who it is. That's right. Yeah, so it, it's going to be challenging. I kind of like it, though, because we are coming down the stretch. I have way too many teams that are within a game of 500 one direction or the other. So do I. And so these games matter a lot. And the guys that you drafted may not be the decision makers. Mm, that's a very good point. Like now is the time where you have to be, if your team is at 500 and you need to make a move in the standings, you have to be aggressive and have to be willing to drop somebody. Like you don't need to be carrying that second quarterback hoping that something breaks out. You need to have, you know, make a waiver move for somebody to, to save your team. We're going to try and help you do that. I don't know that you're going to save your team on Thursday night because it's uh, 49ers and Raiders. It's a stink fest up in, uh, up in the Bay Area. Are you starting anybody in this? Uh, when it, like, who are you starting, Heath? Anybody? Marquise Goodwin? Jalen Richard? Who, I mean, like. I never thought I would say this, but it may come down to the wrist of CJ Beathard. <laughs> okay. Because I really did, these are two terrible teams, but they're all very terrible defenses. 
Yes. And I thought that, like, Ryan Fitzpatrick's the obvious streamer this week. Carr and Beathard were my two next favorite streamers, mm. basically back-to-back in my rankings. And I thought this game could be a little bit exciting just because the defenses are so bad. If Beathard's out, though, and we're getting Carr versus Nick Mullins, that changes the complexion of this game. I, I'll start Jalen Richard in PPR. I will start Doug Martin in non-PPR. I think Breed is a good flex, but you can't be confident he's going to play four quarters. And I'm starting Kittle. I'm starting Kittle with enthusiasm if Beathard plays. I'm just going to start him because I have to if Beathard's out. And you start Jared Cook. Yeah, right. Especially this week where um, I think Zach Ertz the only main tight end on by. But tight end is so freaking shallow, um, you know, that if, like, if you're – I mean – I had we have, I have Ertz in a league and I went to pick up a replacement today and I was thrilled that Cameron Brait was somehow out there and he's the second tight end on a Buccaneers team that no longer throws heavily to tight end. So yeah, I'm with you there. Do you you're off Marquise Goodwin though this week? I am not that excited about it. I think he's a, a low end flex if Beathard plays. I'm not touching him if it's Mullins. And it's not that I I don't really think that Mullins is probably a lot worse than C.J. Beathard, but C.J. Beathard is like the very baseline for how bad a quarterback can be and still play somebody on the team. He's actually, Beathard's actually been surprisingly good this year. I mean, he, he was for three games, yeah. and then he's had two games where he's looked like C.J. Beathard. Yeah, and, that's, and Kyle Shanahan can only do so much. Alright, uh, trade deadline was on Tuesday. We talked with Dave Richard about it. I want to get your thoughts briefly, though. Um, are you as high on Cortland Sutton as the consensus in the CBS fantasy offices, because I know Dave was saying, you know, uncork on him in, in waivers and, and Jamie wrote, he's your number one waiver claim. I didn't get him in any leagues that he wasn't already owned in or uh, certainly any dynasty leagues. Or do you think he is going to be that big an impact player? I think he has a chance to be, have a huge impact. I'm probably a little bit lower than Dave and Jamie, because I do think there's a lower floor. Um, we, he has not been very efficient in terms of catching the football well below 50% on his catch rate and he doesn't have blazing speed. So it's, he's going to have to win and he did generally does win in tight coverage. I do expect Emmanuel Sanders is just going to absolutely dominate targets. Now he was my number two waiver ad this week. DJ, I actually had DJ Moore ahead of him. Oh wow. Really? Even, I, in, even in not dude, DJ Moore, the Panthers offense, what they're doing with it. And I'm writing about this for, um, for today on my quarterback rankings and writing about cam, but cam's completion percentage is up. He's not getting sacked. And the Panthers' offense is still, and he, but he's still putting up numbers like he put up in 2015, even better, in fact, because Norv Turner is getting these guys in short yardage positions. Cam's hitting them easily and letting them like create yards after catch, and that's DJ Moore's specialty. Yeah, he is. I and it's a little bit of confirmation bias, probably, because coming into the draft, he was my favorite wide receiver going into the draft, mm. and then after the draft, I was I said numerous times I think he's going to be the best wide receiver in Carolina. I didn't know how long it would take. Pete Prisco likes to talk about how he hit a little bit of a wall at the end of training camp and the end of the preseason and seemed like he was having a hard time processing everything. I think he's past that. And this is as good as matchups get for wide receivers. So yeah, I've got him, I've got DJ Moore as a top 20 wide receiver this week. Wow. Okay. All right. That's, I like it. And he can't, like they use him. Um, the Panthers actually, DJ Moore is actually the, this is a good stat that you'll like. I think DJ Moore actually leads the NFL in terms of rushing yards per game by a wide receiver with 12.1. So I mean, if you're talking about adding 1.2 points onto somebody's fantasy production per game, just on his rushing stats alone out of the wide receiver position, that's added value. Um, so proud of myself for bringing that stat to the table. Uh, are you, are you worried about anybody being affected by the, uh, by the Golden Tate trade to the Eagles? 
besides Golden Tate? Yeah, yeah. I, I think Tate he counts. was the biggest loser of the trade deadline day. Wow. Because he he was he's always been a guy that relies on a lot of targets, and he was at twenty eight percent of the Lions' targets. You look at Ooh. Nelson Aguilar and Jordan Matthews combined. They've got 25% of the Eagles targets. I don't think both of those guys are going to completely disappear from the game plan. One of them probably does. But I would expect we're going to see Golden Tate closer to that 20% mark. And he's not, I don't expect him to turn into a downfield threat. He can make a downfield play every once in a while, but he's mostly going to be a low yard per reception guy. I don't see him thriving in this offense. And it's going to be really interesting. We talked a lot about how this is kind of the first year we've ever seen this at the Mm -hmm. trade deadline in the NFL. Yep. We don't have a long history of wide receivers trading teams and being awesome in fantasy. That's a good point. And so I, with Demarius Thomas, with Golden Tate, with Amari Cooper, I, I think you have to take a little bit of a wait-and-see approach. There's certainly upside for all those guys, but it could be rocky at the start. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about somebody jumping from an entirely new, I mean, new city, new coach, new offensive system, new quarterback. And that to me is the biggest problem is the quarterback. Like, Golden Tate can be as great as he wants, but he's not going to be on the same page as, as Carson Wentz for several weeks. And I, I do wonder, I do think too that it's sort of underrated the idea that like, Howie Roseman does not care like, like he's, he doesn't care if Nelson Aguilar and Golden Tate are good at fantasy. He wants, you know what I mean? Like he, like he doesn't care if Zach Ertz is good at fantasy. He wants guys that can eat up, eat up short yardage and, and pile up yards after the catch and advance the ball and move, move the chains and give the Eagles wins. And so it's, it's entirely possible Golden Tate goes to a non-starting option. And I will say one guy that I was down on at the beginning of this year and has been better or been good as of late, Carson Wentz. I think this is enormous for him because the Eagles don't really have a very good run game at all. Dave Richards talked a lot about how the Lions used Golden Tate to kind of replace their run game. They just throw it to him on those short yardage plays. I expect Wentz to be a high-volume top-five quarterback the rest of the way. Mm. So would you take um, Wentz over Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson, and the like? I would take him over those guys. Here's the biggest surprise to me, and I didn't – I had I came to this well, realization last gonna, night during waivers. You're not going to say Andrew Luck, are you? I am going to say Andrew Luck. Wow, really? Because well, I one of our podcast listeners teams, Adam Azer and I share a team, so yeah. we can get more people into the league. Sure. And we have Luck and Wince. They're both on a buy. It was excellent planning on our part. We get paid <laughs> to do this. And Adam wanted to carry three quarterbacks, and I was opposed to that. I said we don't need to. There are three guys on the waiver wire right now. We can start. There will be other guys in the waiver wire later if we need somebody else. He said, okay, would you either drop Luck or Wentz? And you look at their schedules. Wow. And what Wentz has now with Tate, Ertz, Jeffrey, Aguilar, and no ability to run the ball, it's kind of a similar situation to Luck. Luck has two games left against Jacksonville in the next four weeks. Mm. I would rather have Carson Wentz than Andrew Luck. I would also note, too, that since the return of Marlon Mack, Listen, I mean, look at the game logs. 53, 31, 40, 62, 59, 43. Those are Lux passing attempts. Marlon Mack comes back the last two weeks. And now it's against Buffalo and Oakland who stinks or who knows, but 23 and 31 passing attempts. Now Luck has had uh, seven touchdowns in those two weeks, which has cranked up his scores. But if, it, if he has three touchdowns in those two weeks, all of a sudden we're talking about a guy that people are hitting the panic button on. His yardage totals aren't there, and I'm not sure they're going to be there against Jacksonville, Tennessee, Miami, and, and Jacksonville again. So, you, man, you might be onto something there. Um, would you rather have uh, uh, Andrew Luck or Dak Prescott? Uh, Luck. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure how much Amari Cooper is going to help the situation in Dallas. I don't think, it, I don't think he's going to help that much at all. That's just me. Uh, would you rather have Mitchell Trubisky or Andrew Luck? 
I have not analyzed the Bears schedule that closely, but I'm going to assume I'd still take Luck. Uh, at Buffalo, Detroit, Minnesota, and Detroit again for him in the next four weeks. I, I would still take Luck because I think the volume is going to be there. But, um, yeah, hmm, interesting. What about Ryan Fitzpatrick or Andrew Luck? Oh, I'll definitely take Luck. I, I put a poll on Twitter today, and I, I'd be curious to see what your answer is. How many more quarterback changes do the Buccaneers have been left in than this year? Uh, I, I, two plus. Whatever. Was it one, yeah. one, two, or three plus? I, I saw it. I didn't answer. There was a zero option. I think 12% of people picked zero. No, they're definitely changing again. Yeah, I, I would guess two. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's, hopefully it's just one. Hopefully Fitzpatrick throws three picks and, I mean, I'm starting him this week in a league, so I kind of don't hope that, but. Right. I, I don't, I, Jameis Winston should be, still be the starting quarterback. So would you, if so, cause I mean, if Winston's just being dropped, I mean, like everybody is dropping Winston that had him, would you go out and add Winston then? I have a couple of leagues where I'm holding Winston. It's so tough this week with six teams on a bye to add a quarterback that's not currently a starter. Yeah. But in deeper leagues and definitely in dynasty leagues, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dynasty league, Winston is still a very valuable commodity. Um, Kenny Galladay, uh, high up the rankings now. Uh, he's my number six wide receiver this wow, week. Wow, really? Okay, all right. Look, look at the games this year. There's been four of them where he's had at least seven targets in a game. He's gone for 114 yards, 89 in a touchdown, 53 in a touchdown, 98 in a touchdown. That's- he is really, really good. And this was awesome for him and Marvin Jones because Jones has been basically the same way. It's just both of them would take turns disappearing because you knew 10 of those targets were going to Golden Tate. That's not the case anymore. I don't think TJ Jones is going to pick up that slack. So I see both of these guys as top 20 wide receivers and Galladay as top 10 this week. Galladay then maybe a DFS play for sure, right? Like if, I mean, cause I would assume that like you, a lot of times you don't see that DFS bump until after he has the production, right? Like, oh yeah. He's, he's 6,200 this week on FanDuel and he is in my, uh, my first lineup. So all right, there you go. Uh, how about, are you high on Aaron Jones with Ty Montgomery out? This was a boost for him. Just because I, I don't know that we really see him touch the ball a lot more than he did last week. I mean, Montgomery barely played. So I don't know it's going to affect that much. But what it does is it limits the risk that he goes back to that seven, eight touch a game type situation. I'm expecting that Jones is going to be the primary running back on first and second down. Jamal Williams becomes more of the passing downs guy. And Jones is a top 20 running back. Okay. All right. I mean, I think, I think a lot of people, I mean, I got a buddy who's got a team that's been struggling all year long and he hadn't, like he drafted Royce Freeman in the third round, hadn't been able to put running backs together. And all of a sudden he has Aaron Jones and Chris Carson and he's feeling pretty good about, it. I mean, like that's a pretty good running back combination for down the stretch. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Carson, I think people should be very high on this week as well. Uh, tight end streamers, as we mentioned, it is, man, it is thin out there. Uh, is there anybody that's worth a flyer, uh, whether it's in DF, for DFS purposes or even for seasonal purposes that you, uh, that you like? I'm probably in DFS just paying up a tight end this week. I think it's a bad week for cheap tight ends. Um, there is, there are a couple of options, but they're not really that cheap on FanDuel. Chris Herndon <laughs> is 5,400. Mm. He's my favorite streamer. The Dolphins, I think, have given up five touchdowns to tight ends in the last three weeks, and none of them have been any good. Herndon scored a touchdown two weeks in a row, but he only got one target last week, so he is far from a sure thing. Okay. Um, so there you go, Chris Herndon. If you Would you rather have Chris Herndon or, uh, or uh, Cameron Brait this week? I would rather have Herndon. Wow. Okay. I, I don't know. Brait is Jameis' guy. Right, I, exactly. I, like James, I don't know that he sees many targets with Fitzpatrick. Jameis, James, it's so weird how that we, and we've talked about that a bunch this year, but like Jameis locks in on the tight ends. 
and Fitzpatrick locks in on Deshaun Jackson and Mike Evans. It's, I mean, it's, it's wild to me. Like just the variation of like as soon as Fitzpatrick came in last week, I mean, Mike Evans ended up almost having the second highest receiving yards total for the year in the NFL. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, he, he likes to throw the ball down the field. Yeah, just not unlike Jameis, who just likes to dink and dunk the tight ends. Um, you mentioned Fitzpatrick is definitely an ad. Would you, uh, drop, uh, Russell Wilson or Matthew Stafford for Ryan Fitzpatrick? I would rather start Fitzpatrick than either of those guys this week. Mm. And the Russell Wilson situation, Jamie Eisenberg is just really enjoying busting my chops about this because <laughs> every week I say he can't keep throwing a touchdown every seven passes. And so last week he did it every six passes. I, I don't, I'm not, I'm just going to keep betting against it. This is a hill I'm willing to die on. And I don't think that the Seahawks pass attempts are going to get ramped way up at home against the Chargers this week. I expect they're going to do the same thing they've been doing, run the ball, play good defense. I need to look at this very quickly, but I will tell you in one second. And I think that if you uh, go back and look at what, uh, yeah, pretty much. So Deshaun Watson last year in his meteoric rise and and uh, and success over a short period of games, nine point three touchdown percentage. Russell Wilson currently at eight. Point eight in terms of a touchdown percentage, 16 touchdowns, four interceptions. Uh, he, he's actually got the second highest interception uh, rate of his career right now. Easily the lowest uh, yardage uh, per game since uh, 2014. And then by far and away the highest touchdown percentage of his career. I mean, it it, it does feel unsustainable, right? Well, th- this is one of my favorite things. Is Two years ago, Russell Wilson threw 546 passes in a season. He threw 21 touchdowns. Yeah. He has 182 attempts this year, and he's thrown 16. It's it's nuts. I mean, it's it, it, it's, no, li- it's it's literally double. It's more than double his percentage rate. Yes, I I just I he's gonna fall back down to the five percent range, like almost all quarterbacks do. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I still think that he's. I, I mentioned last week that I still like. I don't mind holding Russell. Because maybe you hope that they just don't have a great red zone rushing attack, or a, or a, or a, uh, you know they're not good inside, you know, not good at the goal line, and he keeps throwing, and he's got an easy schedule at the end. Like I had Jameis as my quarterback, and I dropped him for Russell um, on waivers this week, and the other options are Fitzpatrick or Stafford. But I'd rather gamble on the long haul of Wilson, I guess. Is my that opinion. makes sense? Yeah, maybe. Um, uh, defenses. Would you drop the Ravens' defense? They have the Steelers this week. And, uh, and then, um, and then a bye after that. They just got gashed by Carolina. Would you drop the Ravens for the Redskins or Panthers? I would drop them for the Cowboys or Redskins. Mm, not Cowboy, Cowboys are my favorite. And Panthers too. Panthers are, are a good option this week. But the Cowboys against Tennessee, Tennessee ranks 30th in points per game, 30th in yards per game. And I love teams at home in primetime. Yes, the Cowboys should come out fired up. The Redskins, um, 17, 18, and 11 points the last three weeks. They get Atlanta this week, but it is, it is out, it is outdoors. And then they get Tampa Bay, who could be flip-flopping all over the place with the quarterback situation. Houston, Dallas, Philly, uh, New York, and they close out with Jacksonville and Tennessee for the Redskins, which is very interesting to me. Like that's a, they're just a good defense. And they're startable for the rest of the season. So, I mean, I'm, I am personally, I'm literally about to add the Redskins for the Ravens, um, as we speak. What about some deep league flyers here, Heath? Uh, Josh Adams on a bye. Is he worth stashing? I think it's worth it on a team where you've just got that extra rest, roster spot. I, I'm a little bit concerned that it's Philadelphia. And like I said earlier, I think they're just going to throw the ball more now. 
and they're gonna, it's going to be a three-headed monster at running back. So I don't know that there's enormous upside there, but he has looked like their best running back recently. And this is Josh Adams out of Notre Dame for the Eagles, of course. Um, you would have to be in like a, I think like a 14 to 16, 16 plus team league probably. I, I picked him up in one 12 team league, wow. but it's an IDP league and we have 12 bench spots. Okay. So, you just so tons of room. It, it's yeah. deep. Yeah. Um, are you wasting your time with Ronald Jones moving forward? I, I am done wasting my time with Ronald Jones. <laughs> Nick Chubb worked out for us. We were right on yeah, Nick Chubb. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, it, that's kind of the purpose. I think Traquan Smith's a good deep league play this week, not just stash, but play. Trey because Clark's the Rams have really had trouble with the deep ball. And I expect Drew Brees at home is going to go back to throwing it again. Mm. Uh, Rashad Penny, we're stashing at all? I mean, I think he's third in line now. I think Mike Davis is ahead of him if something happens to Chris Carson. I still believe that there's talent there, but this is just a kid that just hasn't figured out how to play at NFL speed yet. I would rather start a stash Adams than Penny. Wow. Uh, and, uh, and Jones is the last in that group, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Um, beer talk. You got, uh, you have any good beer? I uh, like, he's like, let me check my beer list. Uh, yeah. No, I definitely had a good beer. I want to remember who the collaboration was with because I always forget the uh, bourbon company. Oh. I had a, uh, and I didn't know that they were, they were doing this, but New Belgium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Oak Spire. I have not had the Oak Spire. It's a collaboration with Knob Creek. What? What? Hey. 9% strong ale. And it is fantastic and actually smoother than most bourbon beers. Uh, outstanding. All right. Well, we have a listener and a good friend of mine, Chris Allen, who is a, reps New Belgium. And Chris, I know you're listening, so, uh, you know, make with the, uh, make with the, <laughs> make with the new, make with the Knob Creek. Um, I've got a, uh, I actually had, so my friends at the Mighty 1090 in, uh, in San Diego, they, um, I do the, I do radio with Darren Smith there every week and Marty Caswell, their excellent producer is kind of, she's like, she's like, listen, we appreciate you coming on. We're going to see, mail you some California beer if that's all right with you. And I'm like, that's great. So, uh, a package of San Diego IPA shows at my house, um, like every, every, we, I don't, I don't know how often it is. It just shows up for Marty and it's full of beer. Did I tell you about the first time she sent it, how it exploded everywhere? Oh no. Yeah, she wrapped, she wrapped it in like, like, uh, like, like tinfoil or something and like threw it in there and it, it like, like a, a bottle burst and a can burst. But Marty's now got it down to a science. And so, um, I got some Belching Beaver Hop Highway IPA, which was fantastic. And, uh, and then she also threw in, um, a, uh, a, a second chance, uh, IPA, which is the seize the IPA, uh, their parallel or their IPA. It's second chance, second chance beer company seize the IPA. And uh, I had one of those last night and it was delicious. And as it happens, uh, someone who does work with second chance is, uh, listens to the podcast as well. And they, they just sent me a package that I like how this works out. We'll talk about, I mean, you. come on, man. Yeah, I know. Right. But, uh, we'll, to, we'll get you some, we'll get you some down to Florida too. <laughs> they sent me, it's called Blendomatic. It's their, uh, if you go to secondchancebeer.com, they've got their, um, it's it's like the thing they're doing right now where it's it's basically a, a anniversary can release. It's one hazy IPA and one brute IPA and you mix them together and wow. then you have two beers there. What are your thoughts on mixing beers? I've done a little bit of that with mixed results. Yeah, you have to I feel like it has to be coordinated by the beer company to do 100%, it. 100%, yes. Yeah. Now I, I I used to uh when I had a hard time finding bourbon beers, I just put a shot of bourbon in my beer. 
That's, that's, that is one way to do it. Uh, that is, that is one way to do it. Uh, and then, um, I also got to mention, uh, the glass, um, is it the mason jar? It's the mason, mason jar. Actually, you know what? I'll bring, I got, I got to try their, I got to try their stuff before I mention it on here. Uh, but Joe Ovius, my buddy in Raleigh, hooked me up with some of their beer and, um, and the, he actually does a 919 beer podcast, which people should check out if they're looking for a Raleigh centric, uh, beer podcast, which who knows? Maybe you want to, maybe you want to talk about Raleigh beer. All right. Um, some DFS discussion really quickly. You, did you catch fire last week with a bunch of contrarian plays? I saw you tweeting out a guy rolling in money and you, you had Derek Carr on there. You had Adrian Peterson, right? It was a good week. Every week I give a contrarian play on Sunday morning at CBSSports.com for quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. And yeah, I was, I was shocked when I looked at the ownership projections from UF Collective. Yeah. That they had Adrian Peterson as a contrarian play. Wow. Like I just assumed he was going to be high owned in the tournaments I was in, he was between two and five percent owned, and he just absolutely crushed. So yeah, it was a good week last week. When you enter these, when you enter, like, what do you think? The, like, what's your percent? Like, do you go mostly cash? Do you do like one tournament? Like, how much? How much? How many different entries do you have on a on a on a weekly DFS thing? It depends on how crazy things are here. Uh, there are weeks where I'll play, I'll just play in the $1 GPP and I'll put 150 lineups in. What? And then I, I try to play two cash game lineups each week with, in multiple 50-50s each one. I try to have more money in cash than I do in tournaments, but I get bored with cash games. Right, cause you- like All I can do is double my money. Right, you, you know, we talked about that. Like, I like, I don't want to double my money. I want a million. I want the million dollars in my bank account. The problem is, you could have any, like an incredible week and still end up you make like thirty dollars, right? And, and you end up not even or like, like doubling your money. And I find too that if you have to, if you if you if you're doing well early on, you end up monitoring it throughout the day, and you just get gashed in the late games. Yeah, like, it's it's a it's a brutal oh, thing. To you watch. should definitely not check it throughout the day. And I absolutely like the best that I can do. Is not check it until the first quarter of the early game's over. <laughs> That's right. And you're like, well, if you see like a guy that you played with a touchdown, you're like, oh, like I might have something cooking here. I'm sure that's how it was with Adrian Peterson. Uh, who are some lower cost running backs, uh, for DFS purposes that you like this week? You know, I saw that on the, the list and I, I don't know that I'm going to have a lot of exposure to lower cost running backs because I love the mid range running backs oh, so much. Well, that, even that, better. Yeah. There are two guys under $6,000 that I'm, I will be considering playing. It's Isaiah Crowell, who always has the big playability in tournaments, and then it's Frank Gore. Mm. I expect the Dolphins are going to win that game, and Gore will have some second-half carries, and he's like 5,200 or something on FanDuel. But I, I really – I loved Nick Chubb so much this week against the Chiefs, who can't tackle anybody, and Chubb is just an absolute beast, and he's 6,600. Mm. And then I like Peterson a lot at 7,500. Do you think Peterson so, Peterson's going to be heavily owned this week based on last week, though? I would assume so. Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, I, but I, if you'd asked me last week on Wednesday, is Peterson going to be heavily owned? I would have assumed so. That's true. Um, do you think there's a chance that Duke Johnson could be a contrarian play this week because of no one's going to be on him? I can't imagine he cost anything. That they could be trailing against the Chiefs, dumping it off, um, throwing dump downs the whole time. And, and maybe the new coaching staff tries to get, or the, the newish coaching staff tries to get him involved more? I would like to think that. Um, I don't understand what's going on with Duke Johnson this year, but even last week, the Browns were trailing for most of that game, and Nick Chubb still got 18 touches. So I, I don't really know 
what happened to Duke Johnson. I don't think it's a bad idea, but you're doing it with basically zero evidence that the Browns intend on using him. That's, that is a fair point. Uh, by the way, the over under that Jets Dolphins game with Crowell and Gore, 45, which is not extraordinarily high, but I mean, it's not 59 and a half like Rams, uh, Saints, but you know, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good number. If, if you're playing in a tournament, how much of, how many, how many guys from that Saints Rams game are you going to have involved? I mean, cause it's not, it's going to be the, you know, it's a, like I said, it's a late game. So it's going to be a ton of people owning guys in that. You know what I mean? Like, like how do you, you can't exactly get away from that game, right? I don't think you can intentionally fade it. Well, I mean, you can. Yeah. I'll have a few lineups that do. I, I'm probably going to be more all in on that game with lineups or trying to stay away from it. Like, I don't, there's not any, Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods were two guys that I thought were going to be core plays. But if Cooper Cup's back, their target share goes down just a little bit and they're actually just appropriately priced. So, uh, I don't think there's really a bad play in that game, but there's nobody that I'm saying I'm going to have this guy in every lineup either. Okay. So in other words, you'll have exposure on it, but maybe more like filling in guys. Like, right. like you've got like $8,000 left here and you're going to like, all right, I'll plug in Robert Woods because he's in the late game in the, in what could be a shootout. Um, oddly enough, the Panthers and Buccaneers game has a higher over under than Chiefs and Browns by three points. Is that wow. odd? That's a little, that- su- little surprising to me. Yeah, well, like the Browns are kind of a mystery team still. Yeah, I mean, they've played seven games, but and they've they lost most of them, but they've been in most of them, and their defense is both really good and kind of terrible at the same time. <laughs> it is, it is, and they've been pretty good against quarterbacks. But I, I would say that I kind of agree with that because Cam is by far my favorite quarterback this week. Cam against people are sleeping on Cam. I mean, he's a, he's a monster right now, and he's playing against the worst defense in football. And you compare him with DJ Moore. DJ Moore, there it is. DJ Moore, Cam Newton stacks. All right, uh, Heath Cummings, anything you want to add before we get out of here? I don't think so. I'd be really interested to see uh, in that Houston-Denver game. Uh, Pete was talking a lot today about how the Denver defense is really going to show up. I, I think that game could get a little out of hand um, in terms of fantasy points and be under the radar. DeAndre Hopkins is, with Demarius Thomas probably just kind of involved in that passing game. He's going to see over a third of the team's targets, and then Emmanuel Sanders in a similar situation on the other side. That's a, that's actually not about it. And the over under there is forty six too for two teams that are you know in theory like defense based. That's a pretty high over under. Do you um Pete, so why does Pete think the Broncos defense is going to go off there? Uh, we asked him on the show, and all he said was pass rush. That's all he just said. Pass rush. He said pass rush, and then looked at us. <laughs> That's a very Pete thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can you, you can see Pete doing that. Pass rush, and you're like, if you could, by all means, continue talking, Pete. Um, I I actually don't mind that. Um, I I I don't mind. I almost think Denver their defense is. Would you rather have the Denver defense or the Chargers defense this week? I think I'd rather play the Denver defense. Okay, I like that. I might. I, I think Denver's got a. I mean, you saw it against the Cardinals. A very high upside when it comes to their defense. All right, but uh, full full disclosure, I'm probably just going to play all of the Washington defense because they're 3,400. Oh, oh, in FanDuel at least, yeah, yeah they're, they're, yeah. they're 3,400. Yes, and Matt they're Ryan, facing Atlanta. Matt Ryan's not that good outside, folks. Comma, yep. comma, 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 folks. Um, all right, Heath Cummings, follow him on Twitter, at Heath Cummings Sr. Uh, watch him on CBS Sports HQ. And, of course, listen to the Fantasy Football Today podcast. Uh, thanks, as always, my friend. Always fun.